1: All right. Welcome back, everybody, to another occasional periodical random episode of the Green Room podcast. Uh, Tony Paul from the Detroit News with Matt Charbonneau, our esteemed beat writer from live from Miami. Hot hot as hell, Miami. Uh, Yeah, so we missed the podcast last week after that thrilling victory over somebody. Yeah, we wow. missed that. We missed that. And things got a little hectic, a little busy. But we're back this week with a to recap a big win for Michigan State, a very, um, yeah, I'd say, resounding statement victory for them, uh, at least early in the season. Uh, 38-17 over Miami. Pretty good game, kind of a little sluggish in the first half. Teams kind of feeling each other out. Michigan State just put the, the pedal to the metal in the second half and just took over the game in the fourth quarter. In very in late in the fourth quarter, in very impressive fashion. But 38 17 over Miami. Michigan State will probably hop right into the rankings this week, and Miami will probably fall out. Um, but uh, Michigan State's now 3 0 for the first time, as you pointed out in your article at DetroitNews.com today. 3 0 for the first time since 2015, which of course was the year that they made the college football play out. Not saying that's
0: what they're going to do. No, you just you just said it. You said yeah, it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Not saying that. Um, I just took a little peek at the schedule, and boy, it's a brutal finish to the season. Uh, but hey, that's down the road. They're three and zero right now. Two true quality road victories over Northwestern and, and Miami, um, and uh, just a lot to like. And 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 Kenneth Walker, of course, continues to do Kenneth Walker things. I mean. Every, every week we're starting to see more and more from him that, that were' just like wow I mean just yesterday he had so he had some runs yesterday that he should have been lost loss of two loss of three yards and ended up turning him into 12 13 14 yards i mean just incredible uh but Peyton thorn was also the story with uh you know didn't have the best completion percentage but continues to be very efficient and uh, four touchdown passes. And then, of course, the defense with four takeaways. They had one takeaway all last season. They had four yesterday. Um, Just, uh, I mean, is this a team you thought you'd be covering
0: three weeks into the season? Oh, I mean, not even close. I mean, if you just go back to leading up to the Northwestern game, no one was talking about this. Nobody. And which which I find kind of funny is every time you try and ask Mel Tucker, one of the players, about you mentioned statement win, um. I understand the whole idea of taking it one game at a time and every game counts and it's all of a matter, but this, this is, this was different to me. This was, this absolutely was a statement that this team is not what any of us thought, right? There was not, I mean, there was nobody out there that was saying anything ridiculous beyond maybe, maybe make a bowl game. Right. Unless I missed something. Um, So to me, this is clearly a statement, clearly Michigan State saying, we got the guys to compete right now. Now, none of that guarantees a darn thing down the road. And you mentioned the schedule. It's going to get a lot tougher. And i are right. not going to run off and win the Big Ten Easter or anything. But just to see this team, how much it's turned around and how quickly it's turned around uh, is, is remarkable. I mean, when have we seen a running back for Michigan State run the way Kenneth Walker does? And the other thing, too, is I – mean, You're talking T.J. Duckett. I mean, I was thinking he, he's more of a Javon Ringer
1: type, but I'm just saying, as far as yeah. to take over a game, yeah, um, you know, but I mean, Ringer was good, but I mean, to just take over a game, I mean, we haven't seen this very much at all, yeah.
0: And, and the interesting thing, we've talked a lot about the new faces, and it's been a big part because obviously Kenneth Walker is right at the center of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at some guys defensively, you know, Cabarrus Crouch or even the back on offense, Jared Horse, these guys are important, but it's this interesting mixture right now. That also includes some old guys like Drew Beasley yesterday making a huge sack. Biggest play. He's game. Probably the biggest play in the game. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, you know, and Jacob panishik the guy recovering it. Mm-hmm. And then this mixture in of these guys that were D'Antonio recruits in that last class or two that we were all certain were terrible. And you got guys like Cal Halliday starting at linebacker, Jeff Petrowski at defensive end. He's the one who forced the first turnover in the game. I mean, guys like that – and this, look, the bulk of the offensive line are all D'Antonio Dan guys. It's this interesting mixture of all of that, for whatever reason, all coming together to, to have this start. You know, it, it's I, – I, I, was, I was telling a Michigan State guy I know today, you should relish this season for sure and maybe next, where everything is kind of fun and refreshing and new, and it's all good right? Because if you keep on this trajectory and you get to be a great team, then you're just going to be stressed out every week, you know, because you got to win. So just enjoy this ride, man. I mean, it's a it's a mishmash of guys with, with a lot of talent out there and they're all buying into this Mel Tucker. I'm telling you, they these guys love this dude and it's showing on the field. I mean, they're ready to play. It's, 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 it's a fun first three weeks. We'll see where it goes. Um, but you can't help but be fired up if you're if you're rooting for green and white.
1: Yeah, 41 new players um, on the roster, which I didn't realize that until they, they mentioned it 87 times on the broadcast yesterday.
0: Hey, by uh, the way, did you know that Jaden Reed and uh, Peyton Thorne yeah, played high th- school? I think they
1: went to high school with Matt uh, Stafford and Clayton Kershaw. I think that. Yeah, maybe. Was, yeah. <laughs> I think that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, no, just a really impressive um, – uh, and, I, again, uh, I think defensively, obviously so impressed with the with the interceptions and the fumbles, but also the, the stopping of the run. And I got – you know, yeah. I started to look ahead to this Michigan game. I know we don't like to look ahead, but just because – with the way they're running the ball and the way Michigan State's running the ball and the way Michigan State's stopping the run, I'm very intrigued by that matchup. Uh, yeah. Michigan – Michigan's going to have to probably go to the air more um, against Michigan State, and that's not their strength. So it's going to be – that's October 30th, long way away, um, but uh, something to keep in the back of the mind. But Kenneth Walker, uh, Heisman candidate or no? Why not? I mean, it's obviously early. Three weeks in, you have to be. I mean, I know yeah, he's, I mean, not if to, if to, he's not going to win the Heisman, I'm sure, but uh, he's got to be a, he's to be a candidate.
0: Yeah, if you're making a list, he better be on it. I mean, right. if, look, if Derek King was on it before the season started, why, why why wouldn't Kenneth Walker be now? He's only leading the nation in rushing. Right. I mean, it's hard to ignore. It's hard to ignore his production, but when you watch a game, a Michigan State game, it's hard to ignore his importance for that team. As well as Peyton Thorne has played, and as good as those receivers have been, if you don't have that balance and that threat of Kenneth Walker, you know – it, are, are you able to have that success through the air? I don't know if you are, you're probably not. So, I mean, his value to this team is it's really hard to gauge at this point. Cause it's so, it's so important. Um, if so, if anyone, you know, if any Heisman voters are looking beyond the stats, the stats are good enough, but if you look at value to the team, man, he's got, I don't know how you make a list without him on there.
1: Right. Right. Yesterday, again, uh, 27 carries, 172 yards, um, had the receiving touchdown. But some of those runs, I mean, he just doesn't go down on first contact. No. Like,
0: ever, you, you never get a clean hit on him.
1: No, no. He never gets he even, hit cleanly. No, but even – there was a couple times yesterday on runs where he did get hit pretty clean on the first and still eluded it. It was just incredible. Yeah. Um, very impressive, yeah. obviously, from him. You know who he reminds
0: me of? He reminds me of, and I don't, I'm not going to say he's going to be this, but he runs like Barry Sanders.
1: A little bit because he's always moving the feet. I mean, it's just right. always sho- shifting side to side. and He's, he's so, so strong he's, and
0: hard to bring down. Yeah. I mean. I mean, it's like he's
1: wearing Crisco on his jersey. I mean, honestly, I mean, they can't, they can't, you just can't bring him down. It's, it's incredible. Um, fun to watch. Um, and uh, it'll be interesting to see. You know where this guy goes, um, but uh, Peyton Thorne 18 31, 261 yards, four touchdowns, um, no interceptions. Could have had a couple, quite honestly. I mean, through a couple that should have been caught by uh, Miami guys, but he got, got the break there. Um, one other guy that I thought uh, w- was valuable <laughs> yesterday that no one would talk about, probably, but uh, Bryce Berringer. Behringer, is it Beringer? Behringer.
0: Behringer? <laughs> punter, yes.
1: By the way, he he was he was huge yesterday. I know no one likes to consider punting huge, but my goodness, he was constantly pinning him inside the five and ten-yard line. Um, would have been another one except for a penalty at Michigan State. So where they had to repunt it. Uh, but uh he was good. He helped with the field position, which was especially at some critical times because Miami was getting some momentum on offense. And he pinned him a couple times, and I
0: think that that helped. Um, so
1: anyway, I just wanted to throw his name in there. You know, out.
0: well, there's there's a former coach at Michigan State. I think his name was D'Antonio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. In fact, he was there yesterday in mm-hmm. Miami. Here, yeah, I'm still here. Anyway, <laughs> he used to say the punt is the most important play of the game. Now, wow. it's a little boring, and I did make a I did point something out on Twitter last night when Michigan State went for it on fourth down, and then. Through the deep touchdown to put the game away, right. uh, from Thorne to Jalen Naylor, and I said that what would have never happened under Antonio—that hundred percent would have never happened. He would have ran the ball three times, likely punted, and said, "Let my defense win." Now, a lot of years he had a defense good enough to do that, right. but yeah. others he didn't. Um, and it, was, it wasn't a knock on D'Antonio; it's just it's it was just a stark difference in the way these two you know pretty more of these two coaching staffs kind of see things and I'll tell you what there was aggressive play calling the whole way the start of that drive they threw a pass on first down they go for it on fourth down and then they say instead of letting the defense we're just going to go win the game right now Mm -hmm. it's it was it was really stark to me at that moment how different the approach is Um, but that made me think of that with the Antonio and the punting so some people gave me a hard time, said I was being mean to D'Antonio. Uh,
1: no, well, I don't think that's the case. I mean, D'Antonio might have fake putted and thrown a touchdown or something. Um, but uh, Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he's, he's not afraid
0: to call something uh, crazy, that's for sure. It,
1: it, it, I think that's just, that just speaks to the difference in where the programs are. Because yeah. under D'Antonio, a lot of times, these were games that you – I mean, they were in the thick for championships. They were games that you had to win – and so when you are playing those games, you, you button up a little bit and you probably do rely more on your defense, whereas Mel Tucker didn't have to win this game yesterday. You know, yeah. it wasn't going to make or break anything in regard to him and his tenure at Michigan State. This is a team that there are no expectations, or at least they weren't any. So I think you can be a little bit more aggressive. I loved it. Um, I, I, you know, first of all, can we talk about how terrible that spot
0: was? Oh, was that yeah. Awful? That was brutal.
1: I mean. Yeah.
0: Yeah. If they, reviewed it, if they would have not gotten it and reviewed oh, it, they would have had to
1: blow it Thorn reached a foot and a half beyond that spot. And they're talking on the broadcast like, oh, you can't really tell in that pile. Yeah, you can. He's yeah. on top of the pile, so he's not down. He's like, putting Torn. the ball out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, if that were a... – oh, my God. I was like, are you kidding me when they, when they spotted that? I'm like, funny. And then just to take the, the next play and, and go for it. Um, just, yeah. It's a really impressive fourth quarter of football. You know, it, it had the feeling in the first ca- first half, and you're like, eh. You well, they didn't a, you play short, well. Missed a short field yeah. goal, and your safeties or your, your 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 secondary is a little soft, and uh, it just didn't have a good feeling. But boy, the the you know they just took over. And it's well, think crazy. about
0: think about how different it could have been. It, Miami dropped a t- a pass in the end zone, right? Straight in, I mean, as clean as can be, drop would have been fourteen to three. Not only do they drop that, but then they miss a twenty-seven-yard field goal. Now it's seven to three, right? Instead of fourteen, that's a big shift. Michigan State, of yeah. course, gets the touchdown late, and somehow they're not playing worth a darn, and they're winning at halftime.
1: Yeah. So, no, I, I mean Miami did them a couple favors. I yeah. mean, obviously with the turnovers, but they dropped some interceptions as well, uh, potential interceptions. You talk about that play, the penalties Miami had, they had some brutal ones. Uh, the rough in the passer on Thorne was just stupidity. Um, yeah. that hurt them. I mean, they just, they had some bad penalties.
0: and. Um, well, yeah. the flip side, Michigan State had 10 penalties. They, they weren't exactly uh, no. uh, clean the whole game. That was, uh, no. as Mel Tucker said after, you know, it's great. We're all happy. We're dancing around. But let's not kid ourselves. We're going to look at that tape and there's, there's a lot yeah. of stuff in there. You're going to be like, yeah, geez. So, you know, <laughs> but coaches are always coaching. They're, they're always looking at what they're going to fix. So no, there's plenty to fix
1: was not a perfect performance but all that matters in the end is a win and they're three and zero. Oh. um and uh yeah so i mean i think you have to reevaluate the expectations for this season now probably but i don't i don't say all right you're gonna win a big ten title or you're gonna go to the college football playoff or anything but now you're looking at in my opinion you're looking at a nine game schedule nine game season and what can you what can you produce in that nine games and if you can produce You know, six and three or five and four. All of a sudden, you've got a pretty damn good season. Especially you you know, if you're six and three, then you're nine and three, and all of a sudden you're in the you're in the mix for maybe a decent, really decent bowl game. So, um, it'll be interesting to see. They got uh, they come back home, uh, yeah, home Saturday against Nebraska. Nebraska hung tight yesterday in their game with Oklahoma or one of those teams. Oklahoma, Uh, yeah, yeah, um, played all right, Uh, but I I think most people would say it's a game you should win. Um, followed by Western Kentucky, uh, you know, a game you will win, and Rutgers, a game you should win uh, at Rutgers. Uh, all of a sudden, you're possibly looking at six and zero before you really get into the gauntlet of the schedule: of Indiana, Michigan, Purdue, Maryland, Ohio State, and Penn State. Um, yeah. Then it gets obviously really, really tough. But you know, really, if you break it into segments, if you're three and zero in the first segment, if you can go five and four or eight or six and three in the second segment, all of a sudden this this rebuild is. Is, uh, oh. is on the fast track. And look, I mean, it's the new era of college football. So more more, and more rebuilds will be fast tracked because guys can play right away. And that's a huge advantage for Michigan State, which has 20-21 transfers on the roster, um, including Walker. Um, and so that's a big advantage. I think Michigan State might provide the blueprint for the new era of college football in a way of how quickly, well, and things, Mel Tucker, of how yeah. quickly things can get done. Yeah.
0: Well, and Mel Ta- has already talked about this of – there's the days of, you know, you're a new coach, you get three, four years to put your program in place. The, those days are gone, you know, especially with the transfer portal now. You got to – this thing's got and, – and that's his thought process too. He doesn't want to wait around. He doesn't want to take three, four years to be competitive. I mean, who does? But that, that's his focus right now. We can turn this around quickly. And maybe you couldn't do it in the past. You probably would have been hard in the old transfer days. Because uh, you would have been stuck with a lot of guys that you don't think can get it done. But you're right. This this is a this is a new day and age of college football. That portal can allow you to turn this thing around really quick. That, th- this is, I mean, this is evidence of it. This is how you do it. So mm-hmm. yeah, where what these expectations are now, who the heck knows? But I think you're. I think eight nine wins is now something that becomes. That's what you shoot for now. Well, I mean, you, a, at, this, you yeah. at a bowl game before. Now right. it's like, yeah. you
1: know. You're, you're going to a bowl game unless something really falls off, the, it falls off the table. But, I mean, you look at the schedule. I, I mean, I think you should be 6-0 at, at this season after the Rutgers game. Maybe 5-1 and one if Rutgers gets you at Rutgers, whatever. Um, but, uh, you know, you're looking at, you know, Purdue, Maryland. Those are games you probably can win, should win. That's eight wins. Uh, you pick off one of those other tough ones, and I'm telling you, you know, I mean Michigan's a winnable game.
0: Um yeah, you know. that's the funny thing. Like, how many of those games are not winnable? they winnable. Maybe, they're maybe. All, technically all they winning. all are. They're all and Penn State.
1: Penn State, honestly, I think Ohio State might be more winnable than Penn State.
0: <laughs> it might be. That's what I was gonna say. The way Ohio State's playing defensively right now, which is not good. Mm-hmm. Um, Penn State might be might be the best team in the division. And yeah. that makes you think beating Ohio State wouldn't be crayon out like you gotta go to Columbus and right. It, 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 I would still pick an Ohio State win, but sure. you don't go down there now thinking, "Oh boy, we, you know, we got no chance." Hopefully, we're just we don't get run off the field. You know, right. no, it's a whole I mean, different feeling. So,
1: no, with the especially with the way they can run the ball, and uh, and they got other options too, like the way Hayward's playing, and, and Naylor oh. and, Re, and Naylor and Reed, and I mean, you just have weapons. I mean, counter Hayward. On. Talk uh, about unsung heroes. Oh, no,
0: he's huge. And the block,
1: block he had on that Walker run. Or, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Or the he block he like, has
0: and then a couple of those little middle high-end yeah. screens where you almost forgot he was there and you lost yeah. him. next thing you know, he's picking up 25 yards. I mean, I, look, that dude got a lot of grief when he was the running back because he mm-hmm. wasn't a running back. And then he mm-hmm. left. You know, he's going to the portal. And he went through some crap. He, he took a lot of grief. But I'm telling you what, this dude – when you're talking about a team player, a guy who honestly cares about one thing, this guy's it. I mean, he is – you you name it, whatever you want them him to do, he does it. And when you're not counting on him to be the guy in the backfield, look how much value he brings. It, oh, he was a big time. part of that yesterday.
1: Yeah, he was. A couple of huge blocks in front of Walker and then, yeah, that little dump screen or whatever. Um, I think there was, that might have been a third down play. So he got the first down? I can't remember. Um, I don't know. Uh, but uh, just a, a lot of guys that stood out. Um, and, again, like you said, Beasley probably with the play of the game on the hit. Uh, but Miami quarterback's pretty damn good. I know he threw a couple of picks. so he had the fumbles. But, man, he's tough. And, uh, and if,
0: it's interesting, too. You look at what Michigan State's game plan was. Mel Tucker said after. We, met, we wanted to make him beat us from the pocket. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't able to. No, Like, when he gets out of the pocket, starts moving around, that's when he's, you know, dangerous. But there were, you know, there were several play, several throws throughout the throughout the game where he just stood in the pocket and just overthrew guys. Yeah. you know, he 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 is definitely a weapon. But that was clear. We're going to give him certain things. We're not going to let him get out of the pocket and break down the defense and beat us that way. And, and the few
1: times that he did get out of the pocket, he couldn't find an open receiver, and he couldn't, and they didn't give him many yards. I mean, he didn't run right. for anything.
0: That's um, where you see the speed that they did upgrade with in the portal. A guy like Corvair's Crouch, a linebacker, who's able to chase him down. Right. Michigan State didn't have linebackers like that before. You know, having a linebacker with speed who can get sideline to sideline, man, those those are big differences. You know, So a, a scramble that might have turned into a first down before, now you're tackling them two yards short and you're getting the ball back. It's It's not a huge, giant play, you know, like the sack or anything, but it's – I mean, it's just as big as so many other. Because you get the ball back, right? Yeah,
1: no, they're a lot to like. Yeah, they got to tighten up the, the the secondary a little bit, um, or a lot of it.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: but <laughs> That's uh, still a work in progress. Yeah, but some, some dumb penalties. You know, um, the holding. I mean, there were, there was a, the one holding that was. Well, there was a couple holding calls that were blah, but you know, like they say, you can call holding on every play, basically. So just yeah. when they see it. Um, I was glad they overturned. They got the targeting right yesterday at both calls, yeah. by the way. Um, you know, no one gets right. them wrong, they get them wrong all the time, but they got them right. One Michigan State player stayed in, one Michigan State player. Um, uh, and I mean, you know, targeting just seems like because of the ejection and everything, it just makes it seem like, oh, what a terrible, dirty man. Eh, it's not really like that. I mean, you know, a lot of these targeting, yeah. you're just your momentum is taking you where it's taking you, it's an emotional game. and so the kid got ejected.
0: Who was it? The Michigan state Charles kid? Brantley. Charles yeah. Brantley. Freshman corner playing in his home state, by the way. He was the one corner who consistently played really well Yeah. yesterday. And it was actually when he went out, I thought, oh, he was the one corner that was playing well. Are they going to take advantage of this? But the, actually the, the secondary late in that game kind of tightened it up a little bit better. Oh, they did. They so, did. It, and they're running guys in and They're still trying to figure out the starters there. So it's uh, – you know, and a couple transfers there with Williams and Chester Kimbro, but I think you'll see them continue to try and search for that right combo. But I thought Charles Brantley was very good yesterday until he got, until he got the old heave ho. Right. So, yeah, but, no, they
1: got that, they got their call right, and they got the one right with Gross. Was it Gross? Um, yeah,
0: he hit him with the shoulder. You yeah, know, I'm glad they didn't.
1: I'm glad they didn't boot him because I thought that would have been unfair. Um, so they got it right. Good for them. Targeting worked out for once. Um, uh, can, we talk, can we talk about the head coach for Michigan
0: State wearing shorts? And um, head headbutting one of his awful climate.
1: I did see that. I did see that. But um, <laughs> I'm, I don't know if I can recall. I know it was a 1,000 degrees. But I just don't know if I can recall a head football coach wearing shorts before.
0: Uh, yeah, that came up yesterday. Can you imagine, and
1: can you imagine Nick Saban wearing shorts?
0: On the
1: I mean Well, I'm I telling just, you what.
0: Mel Tucker is a different dude, man. He doesn't care. And I don't you, care. I mean, it's no.
1: 100 degrees. Wear shorts for all I care. I mean, I think they should yeah. let the I think they should let the PJ Tour guys wear shorts. I mean, how, how yeah. stuffy do we need to be?
0: You I know, love that. I, they could wear them in yeah, practice rounds, yeah, not Yeah. One yeah.
1: yeah, yeah I, I, it's stupid. I mean, and uh, well, I was I was like, cool. Mel Tucker doesn't give a fine F. Uh, you know, I thought <laughs> that was pretty cool. that was, He looked like a he looked like a a corner man at a boxing match with the, you know, the shorts on and the towel over, over oh, his <laughs> shoulder. and, uh, you know, it was like, uh, you know, like in Rocky's corner, you know, it's, uh, it was just kind of, I don't care, but I, I just was thinking, I don't know that I've ever seen a head football coach wear shorts before, but good for, you know, and the
0: flip side of that was before the game. when I noticed Antonio was down there. He was talking to Ron Burton, the defensive line coach and Ron Burton is a big dude. This guy's wearing long pants, long sleeves. I don't know how many layers he had on. I'm like, holy moly, there's the there's the other end of that. What was he what the hell was Ron Burton wearing? That's my question. Was <laughs> he was he trying to melt? Good. I don't know. Okay.
1: So I was reading today and I guess they they were like they were like keeping hydrated or keeping cool with like ice packs constantly
0: being replenished in their shoulder
1: pads or something.
0: I don't know if they were in there, might have been, but I mean this is a thing that's been going on for weeks back into preseason camp. They've been getting ready for this.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean oh, that, and you know what? I tell you it worked because they were the they were the yes, the, they were the team of stamina at the end. Right. Was it was
0: like, Miami. Yeah, Miami was running out of gas. Yeah. Yeah. But look, they have talked over and over ad nauseum throughout preseason camp, even back to last spring, about their nutrition program. And Amber Reinstein, their head dietitian and what she's done for this program. And you've seen it with guys like Deshaun Mallory, who looks like a different person now uh, with his nutrition and strength program. And they, again, yesterday on Saturday, it was what they talked about over and over again. This is a thing that's been in place for weeks for this game in particular, you know, the way they, the way they were doing meal plans and the hydration plans and everything had them ready for what we saw yesterday. And it was – you're right. I mean, it was the team from Miami that was wilting. I didn't yeah, see yeah. Michigan State – normally you see some cramps or whatever. I didn't see anybody go out like that. You know, every once in a while they're tired and the guy runs out, but then they're back a couple of plays later. Right. I didn't see any of that. Yeah, and they yeah. certainly didn't look like they ran out of gas. No, that was, uh, so, that was pretty,
1: pretty dominating fourth quarter. Well,
0: for sure. Um, yeah, but that's it. was all those things they talk about. You're like, you're a little unsure. And then you see yesterday, and it's like, okay, this all makes sense. Yeah, Every and it was one, you know, you hear a coach go, everybody, everyone played a part from it. And this time it was, it actually was, you know, wow. literally everybody there had a role in that. And yeah, because let me tell you, it was freaking hot. I know. It, looked, oh. it just looked like it. Yeah. It was you're cool just walking, walking through the parking lot. I needed yeah. to change
1: shirts. Whew.
0: Yeah, well,
1: good for them. They're, yeah, they're uh, There's they're nutritional from uh, stamina and whatever. I'm sure their meal plan was a little different than what mine was when I was at Michigan State. So, you sure. mm-hmm. Yeah. Mine, mine consisted of going to CAF to go three times a day and stocking up on as many little Debbies as they would give me because <laughs> uh, they, they, they had a rule because they had these little cafes to go, you know, you could eat at the cafeteria, you could eat at these like, you know, places where you just go, I had a mini fridge in my dorm. And so I just get as much food as I could, but they had like rules. You could only have like one or two little Debbies per meal. And so I, right. you know, to try to get them, you know, I made friends with a couple of the people, the cashiers. So I ended up having a well-stocked fridge of uh, Swiss cake rolls throughout yeah. my uh, first, first year. estate.
0: You were the black market. Yes, know, exactly. But, uh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. exactly.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you need a star crunch or whatever those are called <laughs> zebra cakes or whatever. Yeah. Um. All right. Um, so, uh, Oklahoma, uh, no, no, Oklahoma, Nebraska, seven o'clock night game, Saturday night. Uh, Yay. At Spartan Stadium. You love those night games.
0: I don't care uh, if people don't want to hear me complain about night games. I'm still going to complain about it. <laughs> yeah.
1: So they got that. and they got homecoming against Western Kentucky on October 2nd. And then they're at Raptors October 9th. I think uh, you know, look, 6-0. That, that should be the that should be the bar right now. Six and zero going into the Indiana game. And then All
0: right.